Hello and a warm welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. I'm a well-being coach, change specialist and founder of Living Fabulously. The mission for this fortnightly show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle related disciplines and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. I invite you to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and centre in your life. If you're feeling tired and burned out from the stress of having it all, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Today I'm delighted to welcome my guest Kay Bailey, a money mindset specialist and emotional freedom technique practitioner. I've seen Kay in action several times and really enjoy her passion for her expertise. Welcome, Kay. Hi, Bev. It's great to be here. So I'd like you to tell me about yourself and what you do, Kay. Okay. Well, as you said, I'm an EFT practitioner. So EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, and it's an absolutely wonderful way to to relieve the stress in the body. And I specialize in money mindset because I feel that that's a really important part of our life, our money. But I bring with that a lifetime worth of experience. So many years ago, I owned a health food shop for 18 years. So I ran that and did many qualifications along the lines of in the health food industry. I then trained as a um, a counsellor. So I worked as a counsellor and particularly I worked with the Step Family Association as a counsellor. I then trained as a personal trainer and have really enjoyed 10 years of being a personal trainer. And now I've run into EFT and it was like, it was like one of those things where I just put everything together. Mm. In the meantime, I've had eight children. Wow. And I've now, yeah, eight. <laughs> and I've now currently got eight grandchildren with two more due this year. And I've been the stepmom to four boys as well. And I help raise them. So I've had a, you know, a lifetime worth of experience to bring to this tapping experience now. And so when I say to people, I know how you feel, I probably really do know how they feel. I probably really actually know. So that's that's a little bit about me and where I've come from. Fabulous. So Kay, what is tapping or the emotional freedom technique? All right, emotional freedom technique is its official name, but we often call it tapping because we tap on parts of our face and our body. It's been described as like an emotional version of acupuncture. So... It's a unique exercise that can calm you down so that you can think more clearly is basically its, its idea. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when you think more clearly about your problem, then you can do something about it. And then it's like rewiring the brain. So the, the issues you have might not go away, but you've now got a different mindset for how you can see the problem and what you can do about it. So you're going to stimulate the acupuncture points on your face and your upper body. So that's the, the stimulation is, in this case is done with our fingers. So just one or two fingers tapping on those parts of our body. And that sends a signal to the limbic part of the brain. So the limbic part, the limbic system is where we get our fight or flight response from. So our stress from. And the tapping calms down this stress response. And this has been shown to actually be true with CAT scans. So people have done CAT scans on the brain and Mm -hmm. they can see the change in the brain. Mm. 
um, yeah. Um, And it also, they've shown, again, in research, that it reduces the cortisol levels in the body. And whereas we know cortisol is part of the stress response, but it's part of the the stress response that's really not good for us. Um, It has lots of negative effects in the body. So by decreasing that cortisol and increasing the, the blood flow to the front part of the brain, so the thinking part, then we're able to just, able to see our problems clearer and with less emotion and more clarity. Um, And at the same time we're doing this tapping, we're talking the truth. So we're actually saying how we feel. And this is very different than what we've been taught in the last few years with affirmations where we say what we would like. And the problem with that is that we all know, you know, I am the right weight, I have money flowing to me, you know, my life is fantastic. And the voice inside your head goes, that's not true, that's not right. And we just keep trying to say these positive things. What we're doing with the EFT is that we're actually taking the weeds out of the garden first. Uh So we're going to empty all that garbage out of the brain and then we can put the good stuff in. And so just like a garden, if you don't take the weeds out, you know, it's no matter how many pretty flowers you try to plant, you won't see the pretty flowers. You're just going to see the weeds. Mm. So we tap and we say how we feel. And so that's the basic sort of how, what EFT is. Mm. And so you using this for mainly the money mindset, but it can be used for other things, okay? It can be used for just about everything. So because it's a stress response, obviously stress is is one of the big things it can be used for. Mm -hmm. And it's now the gold standard treatment in America for the war veterans with post-traumatic stress. It's it's worked better than anything else they've ever used. Um, And they've used it in war zones, again, with people with post-traumatic stress. So it works fantastic. Um, it also works for phobias, and this is where it was first used. Um, it was first used on a person with phobia of water. But phobias are spiders. Phobias mm-hmm. are flying. So you will now see people in airports tapping before they go on planes. <laughs> and there's actually a really good one on YouTube of Whoopi Goldberg, who apparently never flew anywhere, no matter what, you know, famous actress wouldn't fly, and if the job required flying, she refused it because of her fear of flying, and it's gone. And that's the, that's the exciting thing about this, is it doesn't just help. It actually makes things like fear of flying go away, completely gone forever, gone. Hmm. I guess that it takes time for deep, no. Line, deep no? no? No, no. Some of those things, um, so fear of flying can be gone in 15 minutes. Wow. And even post-traumatic stress, they've... They did some orphans in Rwanda and they did one day. That was it and it's gone. Massive change in, in their behaviour. Think people who, children who hadn't even spoken after watching their parents massacre, one day. So post-traumatic stress with war veterans, they're talking, they might give them four, four one-hour treatments. That's amazing. Absolutely it amazing. Is absolutely amazing. Now, for some of the things... Money and weight, because they've got lots of different aspects to them, so they might be coming from 
you know, you might have preconditions from your family growing up. Society told you things and maybe school told you things. So there might be different aspects and that can take time sometimes to dig into each of those different bits. But once it's gone, it's gone. You've rewired the brain. You've, and so even someone with severe child abuse, they're obviously not going to forget, you know, the things that have happened to them, but they've taken away the emotion out of the situation. And that's the key. So we're changing the, the way the brain sees the issue. And so you can tell a story now after tapping and it no longer has the emotion attached to it. That's incredibly powerful. What healing mm. for people. Gee was Absolutely. Mm. So what is your approach for determining the underlying emotional issue when you begin a session with a client? Okay, so yes, so first off they might come with something so someone might come with pain and that's another area where it works really well. So we talk about the pain, we talk about where the pain is, identify the feeling. So let's so obviously I'm not going to say it's going to fix a broken bone, right? If the broken bone's broken, go to the doctor, get the plaster, get it fixed. But the level of pain you're experiencing has an emotional element to it. And taking a broken arm, it might be that you've had a car accident or you fell over or someone tripped you or something caused you to break your arm. And there's a whole bunch of emotions. So I didn't want this to happen. This is frustrating. Mm -hmm. Um, How dare this happen to me? What am I going to do now? And that's what... So we identify the problem called pain and then we identify all of these thoughts and feelings that are going with it. And then we rate them. So at a scale of 1 to 10, we're going to ask you just how much are you feeling that anger, frustration, the hurt, whatever the emotion that goes with it. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for the things that are up in the 8s, 9s, 10s. So if you say, oh, it's really frustrating, I can't pull my pants up. And you go, oh, that's only a 5 frustration but I'm so so mad at the person who hit my car. It's like, okay, so we're going to deal with the mad. And so then, so you rate that feeling and you think about the feelings. So we, <laughs> and one of the tricks is to get people out of their head. So I don't want that they should have done this and they could have done this and the, all that's probably true. But what we want is what you're feeling. And this is especially when we go back into childhood issues. You might have, the parents might have said, oh, go away, I'm busy right now. And so you feel like your parents didn't love you. Well, of course, they were just busy at that moment. Mm. And that doesn't mean they didn't love you at all. And we're not ever trying to blame the parents because obviously parents get busy and stressed and frustrated. But it's what you felt, what, you, what emotion went with that. And a lot of people have one that says something like, I'm not good enough or I'm not lovable. And so it it often goes back to some sort of statement like that Mm. that they can trace it back to. So we're looking for those where you really quite feel quite emotional. And then we work on those. So we do a set-up statement which says, even though I'm feeling really upset about this, I'm really mad, and really in this set-up statement we want you to tap into the feeling. So we're really trying to bring that feeling to the fore because you might have buried that feeling and often things like eating are about burying the feeling. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So every time you start to feel stressed, upset, worried, you eat and try and bury the feeling. Mm. Sounds we're familiar. These, <laughs> you sound familiar? <laughs> well, we're pulling these weeds up. We want mm. these weeds out. Mm. So we have to say them and we have to feel them. And we're going to really get into that, tap into that emotion. Mm. And so that's what we're going to say the truth. So I was so hurt. I was so upset. I was so angry. And then we actually finish that set up statement with, but I love and accept myself. And that's really important because what we're saying is we accept that these are true feelings. This is how we really feel. That is, it is part of us. And we have been trying, you know, by eating and pushing them down, we're trying to deny them. Whereas the healing is actually in the feeling. So let's feel them. The healing's in the feeling. That's a powerful statement. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you're moving someone from that sort of intellect of the head, how they've made sense of their story, to the feelings that underlie it. And in so doing, through the process of tapping, you're reducing the intensity. You're not diminishing it. They've got those feelings. It's just reducing the intensity and then the body's allowing allowed to heal in that process. Yes, sort of. Um, sort of, okay. Yeah. Explain because it your you actually, way then, Kay. <laughs> because you will actually make the feeling go away. So the anger, the frustration, the confusion, they will actually change. And people at the end will say things like, oh, I understand now, or I feel so much lighter, or all the stress is gone. So you actually change the feeling. So you might be, you know, the anger will change to understanding. The hurts will change to acceptance. So that's where it's really powerful. It's not just a matter of like, you know, well, I've got this anger and I can live with it. The anger will go. Okay. So mm. that's, that's where somebody's going to come into a session with somebody like yourself and you will surface those areas and cause them to think deeper and get to, you know, by repetition, get to actually some of the heart of the matter. Yes. Okay. So I'm looking, that's right, I'm looking for the real emotion at the bottom. So people will start by telling me the story and I'm looking for where the emotion is. And so I'm watching their body language their face and the tone of their voice for where the emotion is. And then I dig around in there. Yes, very open, uh, insightful questions you ask, Kay. Yes, I think that's the, like you can do tapping by yourself and there's plenty of free videos and things on the computer. You know, everybody's got some free tapping videos. The thing is, they're just talking in generalities. And the real benefit and strength of tapping is when we talk what you're really thinking and feeling and that's where working with a person one-on-one is so powerful because it's they they dig into your thoughts and your feelings rather than staying on the general so people who say to me i've tried tapping but it didn't work like try tapping with someone one-on-one yes because i guess some of us and i conclude myself in this you perhaps steer away from those deep feelings because you've been avoiding them anyway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, people talk about bravery when someone rescues someone or, you know, war or something like that. And, of course, they're brave. But most of the time that's done as a very unconscious, you know, just go do it. 
Whereas this is very conscious, I'm going to delve into these deep feelings and scary thoughts inside me that I've been trying to avoid. And mm. that's real bravery. Mm. Um, and I do, I, I admire, especially when it's some very difficult issues, it takes bravery, but also it takes, if you understand that you're going to come out the other end, a new person without all that baggage, it's, it's exciting. Mm. And so if somebody has got a more complex problem other than perhaps, you know, something that's resolved in one treatment, how do you keep them safe at the end of that particular session? Okay. So, yeah, that's, again, where working with the person is, is very important because we don't take you somewhere you don't want to go. So if it's something like child abuse, we do it more as a third person. So we might do it when you're watching a movie. So you can enter the feeling slowly and we will clear the feeling slowly. And I never take people to sort of trauma because that's not the point. So the point is to feel the feelings but not re-traumatise the person. And if in time's up for some reason, um, we haven't, we're sort of only half there, we can then put away the feelings in a box. The person's probably fairly experienced at this anyway, but we actually go through a couple of rounds of tapping of putting away the session in a box and putting it away very carefully and looking, respecting those feelings, saying that we can put them away and we can get them out at the next session. And that, amazingly enough, works very well. People sort of can relax knowing that someone's looking after those feelings, but we don't have to, they don't have to stay on the surface. And then we will often finish with a, a round of positiveness of saying, you know, I... I'm fine, everything's going to go well, you know, I'm relaxed. Hmm. Um, right. To make sure they're ready to go out in the world because, yeah, we don't want to leave anybody traumatised, absolutely. No, no. Yeah? Could you just explain sort of what the, where the points are and the okay. actual process that you tap? Okay, yep. So we start on what we call the karate chop point, which is on your hand and it's on the next to the little finger and the, sort of the fatty bit of your hand, so where you would do a karate chop. It can be on either hand, and it doesn't matter if you swap hands halfway through. It doesn't matter which side you do, okay? Mm-hmm. So we start on that karate chop point, and you tap with two or three fingers. And really, look, there's no, no hard and fast rule there. We do that just to make sure we hit the spot, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and you tap just a few, so as you're talking. So even though I'm feeling really stressed right now, I love and accept myself and how I feel. Right? And we do that three times on that karate chop point. The next point is between the nose and the eyebrow, in that just sort of on the, the eye socket there, between mm-hmm. the nose and the eyebrow. Again, two fingers just tapping gently. So not too hard. Obviously, don't hurt yourself. But, you know, hard enough that you can feel it. And then beside the eye, again, just feeling where the eye, the bone is, and just go beside the bone onto the outside of the of your um, temple there. Mm-hmm. And then under the eye, about where the pupil would be, so right in the centre and on the bone of the eye socket. Mm-hmm. Then under the nose, there's sort of like a crease in your lip just under your nose there. So again, using two fingers and again, either hand, you can swap hands. And the next spot they call the chin spot, but it's not really the chin, it's the crease under the lip. So where your chin creases into your lip there, that Mm -hmm. spot there. Mm -hmm. And then we have a spot on our chest. 
And the best way around, so you think about coming in from your sternum, the, the bone down the middle, coming about five centimetres from there and five centimetres down from the collarbone. And so it's in about the middle of that, that chest bit. And if you feel around, for many people, there's a bit of a hollow and it also can feel sore. And you'll hear, pe- hear people refer to it as the sore spot. Okay. But for many people, many people, that's a bit of a sore spot. And you can tapping. And some people you'll see actually tap on the two sides in this one. So you tap on those. The second last one is under our arm. Again, right under the armpit. And for mm-hmm. women, it's where the top of the bra goes crosses under the arm. And for, again, for many people, this will be a sore spot. So if you feel around in there, so just straight under the armpit, on the ribs there. And the very last spot is literally right on top of the head. Yes, right um, in the middle of the hair. Right in the middle of the head, right mm. on the top. So there are our spots. Mm-hmm. If you miss some or you repeat stuff on one, that's okay. You can't mess this up. So it's not like I must remember what the spots are and where they are. And if you get it wrong, it doesn't matter. Okay? So mm. it's a very right. forgiving process in that way. That's right. That's why it's so good to be able to just give it out to the general public because you can't mess it up. It's not like some other therapy where, you know, if you do this wrong, you'll something bad will happen. This is this is fine. On both my website and my Facebook page, there is a video of, of doing the tapping. So me doing the tapping, showing you the spots. Okay, what one practical thing would you recommend for our listeners to check in on their own well-being? Right, I think the most important thing is 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 always check into what you feel. So we're so used to living in a world where it's all about doing about being active but we're storing all of these memories in our feelings and it's good to always be aware of just how am I responding to this what is the feeling that's going on and not try and just you know brush it off and just say oh it doesn't matter or you know that's just the way they are if it's hurting you then it's going into the cells of your body And so it's important for you to be aware of what those feelings are. And especially if something like pain or overeating, overspending or drinking, any of those things are all ways that we use to try and soothe our pain. Mm. And we really need to feel the feeling rather than try and cover it up with these various forms of therapy. So whether it's alcohol or whether it's chocolate bars, they're still, we're using them as soothing drugs. Yeah, that's great. And is there anything else you would like to add, Kay? Um, I think everybody should learn it and I think it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because it really, because it is, it's something that you can, you know, every one of us faces stresses and emotions and problems all the time. It's, you know, it's part of the experience of life. And imagine having a tool that helps you deal with those feelings as they come up. And, you know, there's, there's research now being done of teaching children in schools. Imagine if school, when they left school, they didn't have all the baggage of, you know, being bullied or being teased or, 
you know, bad grades or any of that stuff that we then carry through life saying, I'm not good enough, I can't do it, it's no good, I'm a failure. All those thoughts that so many of us as adults have, if we could tap them out as soon as we get them, then there's a whole bunch of issues that we can't, we don't have to deal with. Yeah, great. Kay, what are your tips for living fabulously? Well, of course, I would highly recommend everybody does tapping. I think that we all have issues from our history, from our past, from mindset issues that are holding us back. And it's so frustrating when I hear people say, oh, I'm scared of this or worried about that or stressed for that. And I'm like, tap on it, tap on it. Everybody should be tapping. <laughs> and that's why I'm. That's why it's my new career because I'm just so excited about this technique that everybody can do and it's so easy to do and it just it just helps with so many areas of our life. On top of that, I recommend gratitude. I just think gratitude is just the most wonderful thing you can have. I can remember when I first heard about it and it was after number seven child was born. She was a very sick child. She was born early. There was something wrong with her. She cried constantly. It was really stressful. And as you can imagine, I actually thought I knew what to do with a baby. And so <laughs> I was feeling really down and depressed. And at the same time, I had about three teenage children. So it was a really tough time. And I remember running into you know people talking about gratitude and writing down gratitudes every day. And the change that brought into my life to start recognizing what I had rather than the, the difficulty I was having and to concentrate on the, the positives. So it's not that the negatives weren't there, of course, but to just some days the only thing you could think of was the sun was shining. Yeah. Um, but, gee, aren't we lucky that we've got the sun shining? You know, there's places like Beijing where they struggle to even say that. So it's amazing what you can find that when you start thinking about it is something you can be grateful for no matter how bad your day is. And if it you know, comes down to it, well, I'm grateful I can get out of bed and walk around. I mean, you know, there's some people who can't do that. So every day find three things you're grateful for at the end of the day and write them down. And I think it's important to write them down just rather than, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, this and this and this. Write them down. I buy one of those diaries, a page for every day. And actually write down the three things in that every day. So then, of course, you've got to check if you missed yesterday. And it's a brilliant book to read back when you're feeling down because it's amazing how many things you can find to be grateful for each day. What I discovered was mostly at the end of the day you think, oh, I didn't do this and I forgot that and I had a fight with this person. And, you know, you can you remember all the negatives. But if you sit down at the end of the day and have to think of three things and write them down, that were positive, oh, yeah, that's right. This morning I went to this exercise class and I had so much fun and I suddenly was able to do that thing I couldn't do. And you completely forgotten that by the end of the day. Mm, that's um, so true. The reality is, is that the brain for our own safekeeping is like glue for negative and to keep us safe, but it's also Teflon for positive. So we forget the positive. So by using gratitudes, it actually brings it front of mind and makes you more conscious of those gratitudes. That's it. That's exactly it. And it just reminds you of all of those good things. And then you're going to sleep 
with the good stuff in your brain. Yes. So rather than the, the stress and the worry and the problems, you're going to sleep with the, gee, you know, I'm living a really good life. Aren't I lucky? You can find Kay Bailey by searching for her on the, her website, which is www.kaybailey.com. And also you'll find her on Facebook. Search for the same term. Thank you so much, Kay, for sharing your vast knowledge around this topic. And I know personally that I've used this for headaches. I've also used it to help improve my sleep. It's just an easy, accessible way for so many people. I find that if I've had a busy day or I've got a lot on my mind about things that are coming up, if I do the tapping before I go to bed, I'm less likely to wake up with that monkey mind. And you can see we're understanding that it's helping that that amygdala, the the stress part of your brain to calm down. You can see how that Mm. then works. Mm. Um, Thank you, Kay. That was wonderful. Thank you so much for listening, and I trust you enjoyed this episode. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Google Play. I invite you to spread the love around by sharing the podcast with a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously. I look forward to connecting with you online. You can find me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.